I believe we will gain from it today in peace and in sound mind. And I will appreciate our pastor for the opportunity given to me to share the word of God today. So shall we bow our head for prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, everlasting King of glory, you are the Lord. There is no one like you. My Lord and my Father, it is time to hear your word. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that as your word will be going out at this moment, Father, let your word be spoken through me today in the name of Jesus Christ. My Lord and my Father, as the word of God will be, speaking, will be spoken today, I pray, let the Holy Spirit of God take absolute control in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that this word that we are going to hear today shall transform life in Jesus' name. And I pray at the end of today's service, our lives shall never remain the same in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you once again. We glorify your holy name. Glory be to the name of God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Brethren, the text for the word of God today is taken from the book of John, chapter 5. I will quickly read from verse 1 to verse 14. It says, After this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In this lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity, 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, I knew that he already had been in that condition a long time. He said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another stepped down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately, the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to him, who was cured, It is the Sabbath, it is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, He who made me well said to me, Take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? But the one who was here did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. See no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. Brethren in the Lord, the word of God today is titled, Diving in Opportunities. It says, Diving in Opportunities. 
how we define opportunity as a condition that is favorable or a favorable condition that enhances achievement of a purpose or of a goal. Maybe if you have something in mind, a desire, something that you want to achieve in life, you will have this opportunity. And anytime the opportunity comes, we as children of God, we must learn how to seize that opportunity. But when we look at it, because when you seize opportunity, if any opportunity or a desire is achieved, you will see that which will enable you to live a fulfilled life in Christ. What do I mean by fulfilled life in Christ? I am not thinking in the direction of acquisition of public property or acquisition of money, but I am talking about a life full with the joy of the Lord or a satisfactory life in the Lord. When we look at it, the word opportunity, to dive in opportunity, brethren in the law, we want to look at two types of opportunity in the Bible. Although we are not going to read that portion in the Bible, we will see that there are some opportunities that are conspicuous. They are easily seen. They are feasible. And yet we have some opportunities that are inconspicuous. They are not easily noticeable. You may not even see them at all. Look at the story that we have read here. This brother had a disease, a deep-seated disease, for 38 years. And there was an opportunity at that time to be healed. Because that pool, as we have read, immediately after the steering of that pool, the first person to step into it will be healed. But despite the fact that the opportunity was there, for him to be healed. We need to ask ourselves a question there. Did he step into that opportunity? Or did he dive in that opportunity? No. He didn't. The, whereas many people would have been there, they must have stepped in that pool and they must have been healed. But this for good 38 years, the man was looking at the pool and he knew quite all right, if I step in this pool, I will be healed. But yet, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Not until he met the Lord Jesus Christ. The second type that I said earlier on is incom inconspicuous, not easily seen, not easily uh, identified. Let us look at Hagar. When he was, chasing, when he was chased out of Abraham's house, he was given some food and water for the child. So, but as they were going in the wilderness, they didn't know where they were going, but they were just moving on in the wilderness, moving on, until they ran out of food to eat, until they ran out of water to drink. Brethren in the Lord, the woman became worried, put the child somewhere under one of the shrubs, and went to sit afar off. Because he said, I don't want to see the death of the Lord. We are asked, there was an opportunity there, but he couldn't see it. There was an opportunity that could sustain the life of that child, but he couldn't see. Not until when he cried, she cried unto the Lord, and the child cried unto the Lord, then God opened her eyes. 
It was when her eyes were open that he was able to see that well of water. The well of water, if the woman had not even cried unto the Lord, and the baby or the child himself didn't, what could have happened? But because of that, God opened her eyes and was able to see this well of water. The Bible confirmed he drew water from that well, gave to the uh, child to drink. Brethren in the Lord, where I am going today is, today we still have a lot of opportunity around us. And even the Bible says, the earth that we are living in it, we are all living on this planet earth. The Bible says, it is full of the goodness of God. But are we diving in that goodness? That is the question. Are we diving in that opportunity? And if we are not diving in that opportunity, what are the likely causes of even Christians today not diving in the goodness of the Lord or not diving in this opportunity around us? And these are what we want to establish in the Word of God. This will take us to the same uh, John chapter 5. Let us look at verse 7. Verse 7. John chapter 5, verse 7. Verse 7. John chapter 5, verse 7. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is tied up. But while I am coming, another step down before me, another, another step down before me. Okay, this is the fact that we need. I noticed something in this sentence. Look at it. I have no man. I have no man. Brethren in the Lord today, I must confess to you here that living a solitary life, living a solitary life may deprive one of enjoying opportunity around us. It may deprive one because for him to say this, if this man had got somebody who could help him to step in that pool, even before the arrival of the Lord Jesus Christ, he must have been made whole. Because there was no helper. There was nobody there to help him. He was there for so long. And he was with that infirmity for good 38 years. Brethren in the Lord today, let us watch ourselves as Christians. Living a solitary life could be one choice. If you love to live a solitary life, I am not saying it is not good. But it is always good to have people around you. It is always good to have relationship with people, most especially good people. As we are coming into the presence of God, one way or the other, when you look at it, we are having relationship with one another. And that is very, very good. It is one thing that needs or has to be embraced as we are serving God. Living a solitary life, when the time comes for help, one may not find that help. But if you are being with people, you have got good relationship with people. If you need help, you can call either any of the brothers in the church of God and you will, be see, you will see that they will be there for you at the time of help. And that is why I said, 
This is one of the factors that can deprive one from diving into opportunity, even if you have so many opportunities around you. So we must learn not to live a solitary life as we are serving God. Brethren in the Lord, another one that I want us to consider, it, it has to do with solitary life, because when you are living a solitary life, it could be a personal choice. And it could be as, one's, uh, as a result of one's character. As our pastor said the other time, we have learned about 3HC. We learned about character. We learned about capacity. And we learned about competency. Character, as we are looking at character, is very powerful. One can go far in life if you have got a very good character. I will set an example for us here. Imagine, just imagine it. You have known someone for, let's say, about five, ten years ago. And during this period, you haven't found anything good. No good character in that person. And another day now, when you are working in another place, this person is looking for employment. The opportunity for employment is here. The person is here. And now, immediately the person entered, there was a kind of relationship. Oh, hello, hello, how are you? Now, and another person was asking, do you know that person somewhere? They say, yes. Then after the, after the interview, they can turn to him and say, how is he or how is she? Let me tell you, if you haven't got good character, I am telling you, you have had your result. But if you have, if you have good character, good recommendation will be made good recommendation, and that recommendation will enable the employer to give you that employment. So, and that is why it is always good, wherever you are, at any point in time, we need to have good, we need to have good character as we are serving our Heavenly Father. There is another thing that can even prevent one from diving into or diving in opportunities. If one lacks skill and knowledge, it is very, very important to be skillful in life. And it is very, very important to be knowledgeable. Let us look at it as we are in the Lord. If they call upon any one of us that we know to go out for evangelism, you need to share the word of God with people outside there. Brethren in the Lord. If you want to rely on what you are hearing in the church of God alone, I don't think it is enough to share with anyone outside. Because you won't even know what to say. If you are, if you are not reading the word of God, you won't know what to say. If you want to dwell only on what you hear, and after today, you are waiting until coming Sunday to hear another one, it is not good enough. It may prevent us from diving in opportunities. Why did I say that? The word of God says, when you hear the word of God, it says the measure of thought and study that you give to the world that you hear, the same measure of virtue and knowledge you are going to receive. You will definitely, you can never compare yourself somebody who comes to church every Sunday without reading the word of God at home and somebody like our pastor who preaches every Sunday. The difference is just too much. But if you have this skill and knowledge, 
you will be able to evangelize if they ask you to do it. The same thing is applicable in our secular world. If there are employment opportunities there and one has in God's key, you are not knowledgeable or the skill they are requiring or they are looking for, one hasn't got it. You will see in a way that that person will be limited. The person will be limited to a certain level. Whereas you will see many people who have got this key, many people who are knowledgeable, they will be seizing this opportunity and making use of it. And by doing so, they will be able to live a fulfilled life in the Lord. Brethren, it is always good. Most especially young ones in our midst. It is always good to be serious with whatever we are doing. Be serious with your studies. Even if it takes you time, hours to sit down to study. It is always good. Make sure you focus on it. Because at the end of the day, it's going to pay you a lot. And as you are making effort to do that, the Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Brethren in the Lord. The next two factors that we want to consider here. If you as a person in the church of God thinks, oh, what sort of word is this? This word is not attacking anyone in the house of God. It's only attacking behavior, not individual. It's only attacking behavior. And I must tell you, when you look at that uh, man, the man at the pool of Bethesda, it was only because of the physical health condition that he has got. That was why he was unable to step into that pool on his own. And the same thing in the world today. And I don't know the reason why people are doing it. Sometimes people, we, there is something that we can call self-inflicted injury or self-inflicted disease. You are causing it yourself. Even if you are one we have so many awareness campaigns outside there. You will hear that this thing is not good. Then you will see people, they still continue doing it. Despite the fact that they have read it themselves. I will give you an instance of this. But before giving you an instance, let us go into the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13. It says, Food for the stomach and the stomach for food, but God will destroy both it and them. Now, the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. When we look at this, brethren, in the Lord, before going to this point, that word of God says, Our body is not for sexual immorality but for the Lord. We need to use our body for the Lord. You need to serve God while you are in the presence of God. While you are doing that, and the Bible says, and the Lord for your body. It is then that God will now look after you. It is then the Lord will provide for you whatever you want, and that is why when you call upon God, while you are praying, your prayer is answered. Brethren in the Lord, we have to be very careful of our habit. We have to be very careful of our habit. The first one that I'm going to touch here will be what we drink, what we eat, and what we smoke. 
And that's why I said initially, it may be attacking a behavior, but not a particular person as I am in the presence of God. If we find ourselves doing this, please let us desist from doing it because it can hinder one from diving into opportunity. Why can this hinder one from diving into opportunity? There was a day I saw a pack, a pack of cigarettes. It is written on it. It is dangerous to your health. Then I said, this is serious warning. Although it's not written in the Bible, but this is serious warning. The people who are making this, they have stated it there. Then we have to be very careful. Because as a result of that, if one develops lung problem, I'm telling you, the capacity to work is reduced. And when the capacity to work is reduced, you are not fit to work. If you are not fit to work, even if there are opportunities there, you might not be able to dive into that opportunity. And that is not the only thing we are talking about. What about food, brethren in the law? And that was why I said initially, it might not sound so spiritual, but we will definitely learn from it. Even it concerns my own life as well. I can tell you the way you look at me, I like chocolate so much. I like chocolate so much. If you give me six, seven chocolate, I can finish it at a time. But I try as much as possible, I try as much as possible not to buy it. That is the only controlling power that I have over it. Even if I have my card, I have money on me, if I go to any store, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. But if I see it at home, if I see it at home, I'm telling you, I will take everything. That is the, that is the only control that I have not to buy it. I really love it. But I just thought one day, if we are doing this, to harm ourselves. When we harm ourselves, when we develop physical health condition, my brethren in the law, our, uh, uh, the ability or the opportunities, the, um, how do I put it? How to, to, to dive into opportunity may be very difficult. Imagine I like consuming a certain food and I've been hearing from people, this is not good. I've been reading about, about it that you need to do it in moderation. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, but in moderation. Everything you want to drink in moderation, you want to eat in moderation. Now, but if I refuse to follow that advice, and at the end of the day, I develop a certain thing in the body, then whose fault? It will be my own fault. And when that happens, I may not be able to seize opportunity, even if the opportunity are there, one may not be able to dive into that opportunity. It will definitely limit that person. Brethren in the Lord, as we are hearing the word of God, please let us take to advice. Another one that I want to consider, because you will see in that fact, it says now the body is not for sexual immorality. We need to be very, very careful. We need to be very careful. Most especially single ones who are not married. In our midst, this is the word of advice for every one of us. That body is meant to be serving God. 
And even you know the word of God say, the spirit of the Lord that brought life back in the Lord Jesus Christ, the same spirit that Lord God has put in you and your body is the holy temple of the Lord. But if you are engaging in all this type of immorality, it means you grieve the Holy Spirit of God. And what can happen as a result of that? One can contact infectious disease. One can contact AIDS. For somebody who contacts AIDS, that's the end of it. You may not be able to die in many opportunities around you. Brethren in the law, I say it may not sound so spiritual, but we will learn one or two things. We will learn one or two things from it. But how do we dive in opportunity? When you look at it very well, it's like just look, looking at the opposite side of all the points that we have mentioned. In that verse, maybe verse 13 or verse 14, the Lord Jesus Christ was warning the man at the pool of Bethesda after being here. He said, Say no more. I will say what we are doing now. We are all in the presence of God. We are serving our Heavenly Father. See the way we were rejoicing during the time when we were uh, singing here. Everybody was dancing. As we are dancing, God has given us good health. It is an opportunity for each and every one of us with that good health that we have got to dive in opportunity. But mind you, as we are serving God, the Bible says, Say no more. Even that man, the Bible, Jesus Christ said, uh, Please, shall we go back to verses 12 and 14 of that same chapter? Chapter 5, from 11 to 14. 11 to 14. He answered them, He who made me well said to me, Take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? But the one who was he did not know who it was, for Jesus has withdrawn a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. See no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. Brethren in the Lord, for the fact that you are in Christ, for the fact that we are in God, doesn't mean one cannot be inflicted. I am telling you, let us tell ourselves the truth. Let us tell ourselves the truth. And that is why we need to take charge of our life. I know we are in the law, but we need to take control of our life. Take control of your lifestyle. Don't let your lifestyle cause any damage to your head. Because if that happens, to dive in opportunity becomes very difficult. Brethren in the law, we are in the law. Please, sin no more. Don't let us continue sinning. Because when you look at it, you say, lest a worse thing come upon you. You may be praying every day. Let me tell you, pray seven days a week. If you are not careful about certain things that you eat, 
if you are not careful about some certain things that you do which are wrong, that will never prevent you from being inflicted. But I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, that shall not be the portion of any one of us in Jesus' name. Amen. There's another thing I want to look at here, um, which is just a direct uh, opposite of what we discussed earlier on. Acquire skill and knowledge. Acquire skill and knowledge. Young ones, we need to acquire skill and knowledge. To go far in life, there are so many opportunities here. The Lord said the earth is full of the goodness of God. We need to dive in that goodness of God. But there are some certain requirements. And if all these requirements are not met, consider how, how will it be? How will it be? When they are asking for a particular qualification, we haven't got it. One will not be able to dive into that opportunity. But if you are knowledgeable, you have got that knowledge, parents here, this is just, please, our children, sometimes they may want to receive. When you advise them, they may want to say no. Find a way. Find a way around them. Talk to them. Sit them down. Let them understand what this life is. They may not know now because of their age, but as time goes by, they will soon understand. It is that time they will now be saying, oh, I thank daddy. I thank mommy for their effort, for what they have done. But if all these things are left undone today, how will it be in the future? And what do you as a parent, what will you be thinking? What will you be thinking? Will you be blaming yourself at the end? Of praising your effort and praising God. Brethren in the Lord, we need to acquire skill and we need to acquire knowledge. And that will empower us, it will enable us to dive in opportunity. And the last point that I want to consider, the last point I want to consider here is to establish and maintain good relationship with people, living a solitary life is not very good. We will consider in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. It says, not forsaking the assembling of all of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. The part that I need here is not to forsake the assembly of ourselves. We need to establish good relationship with people. And when that good relationship is established, try as much as possible to maintain it. Try as much as possible to maintain it. Anything that will severe relationship, do not allow it. I know in this life, there is no way I will not step on your toes. There is no way you are not going to step on my toe. But as long as we can resolve issue and we allow relationship to continue, that's fine for children of God. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that as we are doing that, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother in the Lord, shall we rise up? I want us to pray this afternoon. It's just only two, only two prayer points.
have written it down here. You want to call upon the name of God. The Father, I fail my life with opportunity and empower me to dive in those opportunities. Avail my life with opportunities and empower me to dive in them. In Jesus' name, shall I begin to pray? Every power of sin and disobedience that may want to take hold of my life, Father, henceforth, begin to liberate me in the name of Jesus Christ. I will begin to pray 